and I am so happy to be here today with Shannon Morrison. My name is Marilena Lee, and I am one of the co-hosts here on the Divine Play podcast, A Practical Guide to Living with Joy. And today, I get to interview my amazing co-host, Shannon. And so with that, I'm going to introduce you to Shannon Morrison. She is the owner of My Resilient Wellness, which is an incredible coaching practice. And she is a gem practitioner. And if you're not sure what that is, don't worry, neither was I. But when she explained it to me, it totally resonated. So I'm so excited to be here with my co-host, Shannon. And Shannon, welcome to the Divine Play podcast, even though you already live here. Um, I'm excited to have you as a guest today and to get to ask you all the questions that I'm sure I would have asked you on the first day had I had the time. So welcome and tell us a little bit about you. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And it's so fun. I am so glad that we're starting off this podcast this way because um, we are so, I mean, together, both of us, right, are like so inquisitive on like, let me hear your story. We want to get to know you. And I know that our audience will love to get to know us first <laughs> before we um, get really into this. So yes, a little bit about me. Oh my goodness. So I was born in Washington state and have lived most of my life in Nebraska. And um, I was a single um, child. Like I was an only child until I was 16 years old. And my parents decided to be foster foster parents. And so that led me completely down a different path because I also was a foster parent for a while and have a bonus child through through that process. And so super, super excited to be here. Um, yeah, that's a little bit of money. I have two kids, my own self. Um, and then the bonus child I was talking about, I am married. So we do have a blended family. Um, my husband now has two boys and I have two girls. And, um, so we are a very blended family. It's so fun and exciting to have all our kids are adults now, which seems to be interesting. We're all empty nesting. Um, I love my coaching practice. I love helping women, uh, create and believe in possibilities, what's possible for them and to create freedom and joy every single day. That's a little bit about my Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So when you say that you help women create possibility, um, I think that so often so many of us think that possibility and opportunity are something that come our way, not something that we create. And so tell me a little bit about your own journey to learning how you were able to create possibility and opportunity for yourself. How did you get here? What led you to creating your practice? That is a great question, Marlena. Um, so life, life is, um, has its own ups and downs, right? Life is a journey. And, um, my journey has been interesting, challenging, and super educational. And I'm so grateful for all of it. Um, I know that I would not be here doing what I do, um, helping women just like me, had I not had the journey that I did. Um, so abuse and addiction and alcoholism and many other things are in my genetic, you know, genetic train of humans, right? And so in my ancestry, I feel like I feel like our emotional um, wealth is as important as our physical health, right? It is, they're both our health. And from the very beginning, um, let's just talk about the last thing that, that occurred and was my biggest education was my marriage. 
And I was married to a narcissistic alcoholic for 10 years. Um, I'd known him since I was 16. So, you know, that first love connection. And I was married for 10 years, uh, too long, all of it, but I have my two amazing things came out of it. Right. And so, um, that was my first education. And after I resided to take care of myself and choose my kids and choose myself above, um, the codependency and the cycle that generations above me created for themselves, I, um, started doing self-care and, then from there, like I realized what drives me, what drives me is the belief and what drives me is developer. And, um, I'm a teacher and a learner at heart. And so my belief in this is not what I was made for. And my belief of there's something out here for me to learn and create from this. I never gave up hope, um, that, that my life would be in this negativity pattern forever. And I think a lot of women that go through domestic violence or abuse or emotional trauma um, feel or they get to that point where um, they're like, like, let's just put it out there. Like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why am I being left here unsupported? Why is God allowing this? Like all these questions come up for people. And in my experience, I never, I, I just was like, there's got to be a reason for everything. And I don't know why that is, um, except for when I learned my strengths and my strengths are positivity and belief and developer, like just the top one of the, like three of the top five. And so the belief was just driving everything. So I'm going through this and learning this for a freaking reason. And, um, 12 years later, I know the reason, right? I've helped so many people with gem. I've helped so many people in my coaching practice. And I've also helped myself and my kids at the same time. Um, and it just, it creates change and it creates a positive ripple and everything you do in yourself, you're, you yourself included, right? Everything you learn for yourself, you're helping your family. You're helping, you know, other people's families, but we get to be healers and, um, we get to create change for everybody above us that didn't know how, and everybody after us, our kids, to change the paradigm. So did that answer that question? That was long. You did. And, you know, I'm a little bit curious, too. I I hear you telling your story that you always had this belief that your life was meant for more and that this, like, couldn't be it. And so, mm-hmm. like, when you were in your dark night of the soul, you know, you spent a decade you spent a decade in a relationship with somebody that was really difficult and you had kids. And I know for me, as somebody who had kids, being a single mom was really hard and having children in the face of difficult relationships was something that often would keep me in them. Um, with my kids, dad, this was really present. And I'm curious how you were able to go from feeling like stuck right? In that dark night of the soul, in a situation that wasn't serving you and wasn't good for you. How did you shift from this is my life to choosing something else? And what was the spark in the dark for you? Mm. Another great question. Um, There's always a line in the sand. There's always, there's always something that you will not allow to happen. And a lot of times I feel like it's for our kids and not our ourselves because our worth is broken. Our 
every single thing that happened to me, I'm like, I am dumb. I am broken. I was full of shame. I didn't, you know, have any self-confidence because it was given to me. It was told to me that I was these things over and over again for years. Right. And so I think there's always a line that you, that women just like me, um, in my experience, my line was, I don't want my kids to live a life of hell like me. Right. And so like, there was this moment of these, these things happen, this pattern happened and it was slapping me in the face. And let's just be honest, you guys, like I did this for a job. I was a crisis responder. I live, I worked at a clinic of addiction and uh, mental health, right? I saw it every day. I help women just like me every day. And I didn't see like, Shannon, you were living the life of this. Like this is, you are helping people just like you get out of negative relationships, get mental help you know, mental health treatment, get addiction treatment, get recovery started, right? I was the person that they called in distress and I need out and I need help and I need support and, or I just made a bad call and now I'm scared. Can you take me to the hospital? Right. It's all about choices. And it, and it, there has to be a line that you draw on the sand of the values or your belief system. You won't surpass that. And my line in the sand was, I was left twice and it didn't matter to my husband what had, what would happen to me. So it was just so interesting that it was in public, like the stuff behind the closed doors, like no one knows. And I can tell people that all the time, no one knows what happens behind that closed door, right? We walk outside and I was a professional, he's a professional and it's like perfectly white picket fence, brick house, all the things, Right. And, um, behind that closed door was a completely different world, but when it gets into being public and it's publicly shaming, it was a different story. And so one day, um, it was after I was left, um, and I had to find my own way home, no ID, no money, no nothing. I was left in a, in a town by myself. And, um, it was just, it was just this like aha moment of there is no love here at all for me. And another thing was my kids were protecting me and they were little, they were kindergarten and first grade and they started getting in the way and they started trying to protect me. And I was like, they're going to get hurt. Right. So there were just the things that would happen repetitively. And, um, I will admit that I got drunk. My husband came home at five Oh one and went to the garage and smoked and drank until he went, went to bed. And I followed suit to gain what I thought was balls to like, say what I needed to say out loud. Right. And so I went outside and I just asked him a question. I said, do you want our child our oldest child, um, to marry somebody like you? Do you think that this is a positive situation that you want your child to follow suit? And he looked me in the face and he was drunk and he said, no, well, brother, friend, I am teaching her that this is okay. I'm teaching her that this is a positive relationship and we fight every single freaking day. Nothing positive is here. You are living your own life and I am leading my own life and we do not mesh at all. And he looked at me and said, we're Catholic. You will never divorce me. And I said, God doesn't want me to live this way, nor does he want our kids to live this way. And so that was the end. That wow. was when I decided, wow, for divorce. Yeah. He just looked at me. He's like, no. 
And I was like, all right, but it took me like, I'm not saying it's a good idea to get wasted or drunk and have the gumption to do it. But like, it was just, I filed for divorce when I was pregnant with my second kid. So seven years before I had to file divorce and got divorced, I filed for divorce. And I reneged on it because I was scared because I was like, how will I survive? How will I take care of my kids? I don't know enough. I'm not confident enough. I've been told my entire life that I'm, you know, all of these brokenness in my educational journey, I was told negative things that I believed. And so I didn't think I could, but at somewhere in the bottom of my soul, I believed that it was possible. And I followed through for the first time in my life, probably. That's pretty incredible, especially you, what I heard from you earlier was that, you know, your generational, your lineage patterns, there has been a coding, right? Like a program to not, Mm -hmm. to not leave, to stay Mm -hmm. and to sacrifice yourself on the altar of somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm hearing from you is that you found a way to break that generational pattern And something I've heard you talk about a lot is GEM. And I'm really curious what GEM is, how you found it, and how it helped unlock your access to living a more joyful life. Mm. So GEM is generational emotional mapping, and it's really ancestral healing. And just a little bit ago, I said, I really wholeheartedly believe that that your emotional chart is even more more powerful than your physical chart that you go to the doctor and you're like, I have cancer and this stuff and thyroid and I've had three surgeries and all that stuff, right? That all really matters, you know? But also it really matters if you have addiction, if you have mental health issues, if you've been in a car accident, if you've had any sort of trauma in your lineage, right? It really matters because we carry all of that weight on us in an emotional form when, and if we do not deal with the emotions that are underlining the trauma, the, the stuckness, the codependency, the belief, then they come up in other ways and other vices and they don't ever go away. Just like if I had experienced a thyroid issue or like my asthma, for instance, if I ignored it, I would have an asthma attack after asthma attack after asthma attack, right? We get to find what's underlining the emotion, what's underlining the connection to the trauma or the event in our, in our lineage or in our life, in our ancestry. And we get to let it go. When we let that go, it relieves the pain, the discomfort, the mental capacity gets grows. And we get to live a full joyful on purpose with our purpose life. And that, that is, that is what we're meant for. God didn't put us here and put all these dreams and wishes and beliefs in us and these strengths in us for us to, to not be able to create them by the end of our chapter, the end of our book or the end of the canvas. Like he put these aspirations in us for a reason and we get one life. And so five years ago, I knew, I knew when I was getting divorced, I had the most horrible pain. I was covered in pain head to toe. I lost function of my hands. Um, and I knew that I was just like trying to find, I wish it me see trying as I, I was researching connection with pain and emotions. And I just really felt like they were the same thing that pain and, and just all of these disorders that connect with pain and mental health were the same, because I said, like I said, I worked at that, at that clinic addiction, 
pain, mental health. And there was, which one comes first? You have medication for the mental health, but you have all these addictions to other things. And it doesn't necessarily have to be alcohol or drugs. It could be sex. It could be sugar. It could be food. It could be people, right? Codependency. There's all these vices that we get stuck in. And so, um, I was there to help people. And I was like, there's a connection here that we're missing. Like, I really feel like if we, if we really hone in on the emotions that people are having, the body will heal better and stronger. And a dear friend said that there was a gem conference coming to Lincoln. And I knew Nick didn't have a clue what gem was. Um, I knew doTERRA. I bet I've, I love holistic wellness and the holistic approach to healing because again, addiction is in my lineage. It really is. My father was an addict. He tried to sell me for drugs. That was the story that I was told my entire life. And so like I, there's, there's medications for everybody. I'm not saying no medications, um, mental health, there's a time and a place for both. Right. I feel like we can mesh things really well. Um, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything against that. So no one, please don't take that, but I don't, enjoy or don't like medicine because I was taking medicine from as far as I can remember from my asthma up until I was in high school. And so, um, she was like, emotions and pain are the same thing. I've learned this gem practice. I really think that you would like to do it. And I was like, I don't have the money. I'm a single mom. I, all these reasons were getting in the way, right? I was sabotaging my own self because I was like, no, I I've learned all these things, blah, blah. blah. I'm just going to focus on this. I have a, you know, nine to five job, blah, blah. And it just kept coming. You know how it is. It kept coming for me. It kept coming forward in my Facebook. She would text me and be like, seriously, we really would love, she's coming all the way from Alaska. Shannon, you just posted on your, on your page, this, this, and this, and it was just coming. And so I was like, whatever. Seriously, the day before I did it, I didn't even have my email correct. So I didn't even have a book there. She didn't know I was coming because like, I didn't even know she knew I was coming. Right. And so it was so interesting. And we're sitting there and we're listening to these stories and she, she's like connecting all these dots for me. And I was like sitting there having all these aha moments and you guys, I had, I, I experienced discomfort in my shoulders from as far as I remember from when I was 12. Okay. Funny enough, not funny, but funny enough, my journey was I lived in Washington state until I was 12 and my parents decided to move to Nebraska when I was 12. It is a very interesting stage of a girl's life at 12 and 13. Right. And so I can remember pain and discomfort in my, in my shoulders from then, like everything hurt all the time and it never went away. Okay. So I was like, all right, well, let's just test the waters. Right. And so we, like, we learned the book, we learned the practice, we learned how to do this. And it is really a protocol and it uses essential oils, but what it does is what I love to do in my coaching, in my holistic wellness is okay. You, you experience migraines, you experience foot leg pain, you experience whatever, what has occurred in your journey up until now? Like what is underneath? What was the first time you ever remember having leg pain or having this situation, right? When is the first time you, you remember, when's the last time you remember having confidence on a stage? Because right now we're working on stage fright and speaking our purpose, right? So it can be anything. So it was my shoulder pain. 
obviously I tested for my shoulder pain and I wanted to, to support it or see if it would help me in my shoulder pain. And the person that I tested for the third day of the conference had neuropathy, felt and experienced neuropathy in her feet. She couldn't feel her feet except the discomfort, right? It's a numbing, horrible nerve situation. And so we worked on this and we did this protocol and we're going through it and I got stuck in this one part and it was an, it was a belief and all the time. And I will forever work on this. It's like going to the gym and you're working on your abs every single time you go in. Right. I will forever work on my worth. My worth was broken to like, it was crumbled and I am experiencing and, and working on growing it from the foundation up from the dirt, did the dirt work. We're, we're growing, we're building the house of my worth. Right. And so the foundation. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The dirt work was the divorce. <laughs> we're building the foundation up. Right. Anyway. So we got stuck and I was like, what does this mean? Like I went backwards. She went backwards. We can't move forward. And Joyce is an amazing human from Alaska that wrote the book and the protocol. And she's just like, this is perfect. This is exactly what's supposed to happen. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I can't move forward in this. And she's just like, we get to work on a belief. And I was like, okay. And it went to, I am not worthy. And I was like, okay. And then she tested on it. And it was all stuff about my biological father. And I cried like I have never freaking cried in my life. Like people, friends, I don't cry in public. Like it's not something that is beautiful. I don't cry like, oh, this is a nice little cry, whatever. I cry when I cry and I don't like doing it in front of people, especially. And there's like 13 humans in this room. And I just released this utter, like all of this stuff, like almost panicky because I almost couldn't breathe. Right. And that shoulder pain went away and it's never come back. It's incredible to hear you tell your story about how you found Jem and how you showed up to the conference and then your profound experience, because to be honest with you, it mirrors my own experience with NLP and empowerment incorporated almost to a T. And I can't believe we've never talked about this because I I had no idea what it was. I just went to California. I was like, that's fine. This is my trip. I'm just going to California. So I cannot wait to have this conversation. That is so interesting. Yeah. It was mind freaking blowing. I was like, okay, this is because I've been asked. I asked and I put it out there and I was like, I, I love helping women. I love the holistic wellness approach. I teach essential oil education for your emotions, right? Yes. They do amazing things for your body. And yes, I've helped my kids with all of the things. I'm a single parent. We don't go to the doctor because I have my doctor stuff here, right? We have access to the earth and the earth will, you know, good food and essential oils. And we're good to go for most things, except for like, you know, sports accidents and that kind of stuff anyway. And so this was such an interesting perspective perspective. And it just it just connected everything together, right? I had such physical limitations with my discomfort and my, and everything, just the bandwidth of, of being in so much pain every single day and being a single parent and doing all the things I was like, the relief it left me was amazing. And I just, 
it just connected. And so I really wanted to help women. And I kept putting out there that I want to help women in a different way. The ripple effect gets to be like, I throw a stone and the ripple gets to be bigger. And I was like, I am looking for something that is going to help so many people at the same time. How can we figure this out? And I was like, experience gem. And I was like, this is helping everybody above me that had daddy issues. This is helping everybody above me that had this addiction. This is helping everybody above me that had codependency and worth shit, right? And me at the same time. And my children will not have to deal with that same experience, right? You're breaking the freaking change. You're breaking the generational cycle of emotional trauma on these specific emotions that I held inside me. And the relief was so physical, obviously, right? The the physical implication in my soul was so huge because I've been holding it until I was 40 years old. Now y'all know how old I am, right? Up until then, I was carrying this weight like it was a 50-pound bag of dog food on my shoulders at all times. And letting that go was so freeing, so freeing for everybody. This It's just, it's been so amazing. And so my clients and myself and my children have experienced the same thing you know, over and over and over again. I just met an amazing human this morning and she had a jet, her first gem session a month ago. And she's like, I cannot even tell you the difference in my life with the reduced discomfort that I have. I have traveled. I've done these things. Like it's just, it is amazing. Right. And it is emotions. We're releasing emotions because if you ignore the emotions, like we, you're so good at, we're moms, we're wives, we're business people, we're entrepreneurs, we're leading our own life. Maybe we have a GLB and we're starting a business. Maybe we're just like, every single day is absolutely full and shit happens. Life happens and life is a dance and life's going to hit us. And we just like shove it down our throat hole and keep going straight ahead, right? You can't do that. The emotions are going to come up at some time when most of the time they're going to come up. You do not want them to come up at the most inappropriate times. And so if we get to experience them, even if we experience them for 16 seconds, we feel them and we lean into them and we're like, okay, this doesn't feel good. What is underneath this? And now what do we do? Right? Sometimes even if like my kids we're experiencing a, we're having a panic attack, or we're having these feelings, even if you think about what is underneath this and shift your body, the experience is different because your body knows you moved out of the harm's way. Right. And so we get to figure out what is underneath it. What is the emotional draw to this feeling that I'm experiencing right now? Because if you get to underneath it, get to the core root of this situation, there's always something there that we get to learn from. And, and it's created up until now. It is, it has just helped heal, not just. It's amazing. I would do gym every single day. I love it. Obviously. Asking you about gem, I feel like I should have prepared. Like, I feel like I should have. There's so much information there. Like I could, I could ask you so many questions about gem, but I want to, I want to move in a little bit different direction, but also the same direction. So this idea of healing the generational trauma, 
um, healing the generations before you, healing the generations after you. It's so interesting because these are core tenets of shamanism. And they're also core tenets of NLP and HUNA, which are the lineages I come from. And I, I have such a deeper understanding for like why we connected as deeply as we did the first time that we met. And my question to you is, what does joy mean to you specifically? Like, what is your own personal definition of joy? And you talk about your decision not to run from all of your emotions, the full range of emotions. And sometimes I think that we pit joy against all of the other emotions that we have. And so I want to know if you would be willing to share with us how you have your own personal definition of joy. What does it mean to you? And what does it mean to weave joy together with all of the other emotions that you feel and get to experience fully and process throughout life and with Jim. Wow. Okay. So what joy means to me is I really feel like it's your why, right? Whatever you can do that lights your freaking heart on fire is joy. Like to lead your life in, in your aligned strengths and letting go of what other people think you maybe should do is How living a of joy, right? Like, I feel like we're continuing with that generational cycles, right? We are led to a certain path. And I feel like even in school, and we've talked about this, you are taught to work harder at what you have a C in. You're told to work harder on the things you're not strong in. But then, it, then what you are strongest in comes back down because you're so focused on the hardship or the hard thing, right? What if you focused on what you were just freaking amazing at? What was in your wheelhouse? What you have confidence in? And what if you just enriched and poured into that? Because that is what your passion is in. And that is what your zest in life. That's what's going to create the most abundant and happy, joyful life for you and everybody around you. Instead of going against the river, instead of going against the grain of how you were built, that is what joy is. I feel like it's the choice to lean into yourself and be like, what actually lights me up and stick in that. That brings me joy. That's what joy is to me. Explain the second question again. How do I intertwine? Because that was a big question. It is a big question, but I think like, right. So our podcast, right? The, the Divine Play podcast, this dance that we do, this playful dance that we do a practical guide to living with joy. And so I think one thing that's really important to touch on is this idea that we have this limiting belief in our lives, in our culture here in the West, that joy and all of the other emotions that we maybe label as bad or mm -hmm. difficult or whatever are somehow separate, that they're mutually exclusive. And But what I hear you talking about with Jem and with your entire philosophy on life is not to avoid having emotions like grief, anger, sadness, hurt, shame, like all of those emotions are part of the full spectrum, right? And joy is in there. And so how do you give yourself the space to have all of that and choose not to run from all of that? And how does that not only 
still leave space for joy, but how does it expand the joy in your life? So we all have a ton of emotions naturally, right? And then life hits us and life changes in an instant. And we have so many experiences of how short and how life can change instantaneously every single day. And so what we do with that is really think and listen in and hone in on what's underneath this feeling and this experience. There's something to learn from everything. My ex-husband and the the other relationships I was in and my family lineage and everything that I've known up until now was my greatest educator. And you you have said the same thing, right? I have learned so much, but the emotions connected to everything can trigger, can land, can make you feel so full inside or make you feel so like, oh, you know, so heavy inside. And so really, again, sticking to your core values, to your why you are here to what you are here to do, what leads you in the light or in the right direction. If you can stick with that and feel into everything that happens, like There's so many things that happen. We are, we are human beings. We have, we're here. We have emotional experiences every single day. Like, and one thing that I really have learned too is, is to bring intention into everything, like to wake up with an intention of what I would love to create today. Will it happen every single day? I used to be a controller of control of things. Like I was like, this is going to how it's going to be. And then I was absolutely sideswiped when it didn't happen. And I was so mad and frustrated and like the world was going to end if my plan didn't come into fruition. We get to understand, and I think it comes with like longevity of life. We get to have the patience that first of all, we are not in control. Emotions in life, it's going to happen for us. And so when those emotions in life happens for us, we get to experience what is this emotion? How am I feeling? Does it suck? Does it feel good? Why am I feeling this way? And then resonate to shift in a way that you need to or live in it as long as you can, right? So if something happens negatively, look around and figure out what the gratitude or what the abundance or the positivity in every single thing. Maybe you're stuck in traffic and you're like, oh my gosh, I get more time to sit here with my child who is 13 and I... I haven't seen them in so long. Maybe there is a car accident above that if I would have been 15 minutes ahead of time, something else would have shifted for me. I look in the gratitude and the abundance and the belief and the positivity of every situation because that's my strength is, right? So I, I just, we just get to, we get to create whatever we want to create. And like I said, and like you said, life happens. It's going to hit us. So many things have happened for me. We just had this conversation this last month that sideswiped me, but I sat there and I was like, what is the positivity? What am I here to gain? What am I here to learn? And I was so full of gratitude at every different stage of these days that have happened in my life in the last 30 days, right? So many things could have happened in an instantly something different could have occurred and the entire life could have been of so many humans right? Including myself would have been different. And so we get to lean in, look at the deeper meaning again. Why do I feel this way? And who is 
in charge of my energy. So like a lot of times I experience a feeling and just say it's my ex-husband and he says these words to me or somebody that, that just sparks you or triggers you. And they say these words to you and you feel a certain way because of their words. You are allowing that person. You, no one can make you feel a certain way, right? Do you feel that? No one can make you feel a certain way. You're giving them that a lot. You're allowing it to happen. You're giving them your power to make you feel a certain way. Granted, these words that my ex-husband or anybody that triggers you emotional trauma wise can trigger you and make you and, and you feel something inside. If you take charge of your own power, if you're like, I am Shannon, I am this human. My mission is here and get to your core why of why I went through all of this. Why would I allow this human to make me feel less than I know that I am, right? I have come through all of this. And this is something that just resonated with me in the last year. I have never up until this last September said out loud that I'm a domestic violence survivor. Because in my feelings, I thought it meant that I was broken. I thought it meant that I was not showing up in my power. I thought that people would feel sorry for me. And I didn't want that. I, it just felt, it felt different to me. Up until a leadership course, we're constantly learning. We're constantly putting things in front of us. And we're constantly feeling into how can I better myself so that I can better and support more clients, right? Where was I 10 years ago that I can support and build a bridge for my clients now, right? What took me 12 years, I want to get them in three months, right? And so everything that I have learned up until now, I use in my courses, correct? You are the same. And so this experience of, I have a contract to my soul's purpose. I am a courageous, powerful, free leader. I do create joy and freedom every single day. No one has a power to make me feel a certain way. I have the power. And I used to feel like I was broken. And I now, and I now encourage everybody that I speak to, but now I'm like, Shannon, you have been through and survived all of these things up until now. Like the tree, we have the tree story, right? The tree, the bark is, is jagged. The bark is sturdy. The bark is thick because of the storms that the tree went in. The roots are deeper and deeper and deeper because of the storms it's been in. Shannon, you are the tree. You know, and you're wise and you are passionate and you know all these things because of this storm. You are not broken. And that led me into being way more empowered to speak my truth, being way more empowered to be like, I'm fucking strong, right? Excuse my mouth. (laughs) Like we are so incredibly strong because of what we've been through. And if we realize the strength and the power that we have inside our soul, anything every single day is possible. Anything is possible. And that is when we create freedom and joy every single day. If I had a microphone, I would drop it for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, you answered that perfectly. So one of the things that I love so much about this podcast, one of the things that I love so much about what we're doing here, I'm experiencing it right now, 
in your story, I'm seeing my own story mirrored back to me in so many ways. And I think it's it's one of the things I see over and over again in group coaching containers, right? The magic of it is that we realize that we're not alone. We realize that we're not terminally unique. And it's one of the beautiful things about you, you know, sharing that you're a domestic violence survivor. It's that, you know, when people are coming to this podcast and listening, I think for me and and I think for you also, I think I can speak for both of us that we really, truly want this to be a place where people see their own strength, their own hope, their own like experience mirrored back to them and can realize, right, that living a life of joy is within reach. It's, it's within reach and that there are so many tools out there in the world and there are so many people out in the world trying to make joy accessible through healing modalities of all types, through serving their communities, through going out into the world and creating something beautiful. And I'm experiencing it right now, just watching you and hearing your story. And so we are close to our time for today and we're going to bring it to a close And I feel like you packed like two hours into the last 35 minutes. So with that, I want to do something that we're going to be doing with each and every one of our guests as we bring them on the show and give them an opportunity to share their experience, strength, and hope. And I want to ask you if there's one thing, if there's one thing that you could share with the other people on the other end, listening to this podcast, you know, tomorrow or even years from now on how to begin to take the first step in living a more joyful life in a minute or less, what would you give them? I think the biggest thing is, is the biggest thing is to believe and to listen to your intuition. I feel like we as women and, and so many people have a really strong core intuition. And I feel like we shove it and don't listen to it because we are following a path of what was laid out for us. And it feels really, really good when you listen and lean into yourself. And the most impactful thing that I think that I can share is to look yourself in the mirror and love the human you see in the reflection. And when you can love the human you see in your reflection, anything is possible because you will create the world that you want that is positive, loving, fulfilled, and gives you choices when you portray that positivity and that power outside in the world, it comes back to you tenfold. So if there's anything I can leave with you is look yourself in the face every single day and see you and start telling you, her, she, him, whoever you see in the mirror, how amazing and powerful you are, how beautiful you are, no matter what, no matter what, if you're a mom and you're like, my body's not the same. It was 40 years ago. It doesn't matter. Love the human you see in the mirror and you will create joy every single day. Mm. Yes. I'm going to take that. I'm going to put it, put it in my back pocket. I'm going to take it with me today as you know, as that's a, that's a freebie. You get to keep that one. You get to keep that one, take it with you, you know, stick a post-it on your, on your, on your bathroom mirror and remind yourself to do that every day. And it, it, it is a big, it's a game changer. 
when we radically love ourselves. And I can speak from experience on that as well. Shannon, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you for your vulnerability and your courage. And thank you for being authentically you and sharing that with the world because authentically you is quite the light. So with that, uh, we are going to close for today. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you joined us and we look forward to being here every first and third week of the month. Shannon, my brain is in overload from everything you shared. What day are we dropping podcasts? We're coming in August, the first week of August. I can't even remember the date right now because yes, we are like in the, in the role of this context right now. This is the fourth Tuesday or Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesdays. Wednesday. Wednesdays. I thought it was Wednesdays, but I'm like, generational trauma is getting blown away. I'm distracted. (laughs) We just went in the world and we're like, what? What are we doing? I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be great. And thank you for asking those powerful questions because we got to the root. The root of who Shannon Morrison is. I'm an introvert. I don't do small talk. It's great. For I mean, it's talk. We're here for real talk and we're here for transformation and we're here to create joy. And if our story, if my story resonates and it can help you lead you to creating your own joy, I'm here for all of it. So, yes. And on that front, if you happen to know someone who needs more joy in their life or is maybe coming through their own dark night of the soul, please share our podcast. It is the biggest way that we're going to be able to make ripples. Like Shannon said, we get to make ripples. We get to change the world one interaction at a time. And sometimes all they need is one podcast, one sentence, one moment they might hear from something somebody shares on here that could change their life forever and shift their perception and change their life. So if you happen to think this would help anybody, please feel free to share it. We would love that. And we're so grateful to have you here and have you as a listener. So with that, go out, play, find more joy, and we will see you next time. See you next episode. Thank you. Thank you.